Hello and welcome back to the Skin Philosophy Edit. This is Anna Louise and today we are broadcasting from Delhi in India. So we have the wonderful Savio who's celebrity hairstylist with us today. He's been doing hair within the industry for over 20 years and has his salons in Mumbai. So welcome Savio, it's good to have you here. Thank you Anna. (laughs) So what I want to do is start from the beginning. So what made you get into this industry? Oh, uh, my mother and really? my three sisters. <laughs> so, yeah. So, so uh, I grew up in a, in a hill station and I was with my mom and my three sisters. My dad is an engineer, uh, so he was never at home. So, being a small town in the 70s and 80s, if you wanted to get your hair done, you had to go into like a bigger city yeah. or a bigger town. Yeah, yeah. You know, because that's where the hairdressers were. Because the one which was in the in the hill station, she used to give everyone the same haircut all the time. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so she learned something new. The entire town had it. The entire hill station had it. So my mom would take us to this place called Pune, and you had these Chinese hairdressers then, and yeah. So that's that's where. So because I had to spend my time, I had to sit in the beauty parlors. Yeah. You know, till I was in the seventh grade. Yeah, in the seventh grade. And then the Chinese ladies like, uh, Mrs. Palela, your son has become a big boy now. So, you know, because then they used to do all your waxing yeah, and yeah, 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 everything yeah. used to happen over there, right? <laughs> so my ticket to sexiness actually kind of got over over there. Yeah. But yeah, the, the whole part of hair and what an important role it played in a woman's life. Yeah. You know, and my mother, in short, my sisters had their own individual haircuts. Uh, different textures you realize how it kind of affects people's moods yeah. you know with three sisters especially so yeah and then that's something which kind of the fascination grew yeah and uh, i wanted to be a priest first wow yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm a catholic church going boy so you know i want to be a priest first and then i said i want to be a hairdresser mm-hmm. and my dad thought you know we'll get over it so he said okay you finish your 10th grade i'll send you to beauty school then he said he finished your twelfth grade and you go to beauty school, so that's where it actually kind of started. And I realized this guy is not going to send me to London. I wanted to go to London to the London School of uh, Beauty. Beauty. Yeah. And uh, he kept promising me that, and he was like, you know, your, your sisters have finished their twelfth uh, standard now; they're graduating. You should also graduate. And I'm like, yeah, but what will I do studying? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I want to cut hair. I want to style hair. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it was a trip to London actually where it was even better for me because I saw a guy cutting hair, mm. you know. I always saw women cutting women's hair. We never saw a guy cutting women's hair. Yeah. And that's where I was like, shit, this is, yeah. I, it's normal for a man for to a be doing man, yeah. Yeah, 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 you yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Because back back in the days in India, it was like uh, if a guy's cutting women's hair or if a guy's a designer, then... Uh, yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> very dangerous to say it nowadays. So I'm not going to say anything. Yeah. Yeah. And so then, so you went to beauty school in your t- local area or you traveled? Uh, no, I never went because uh, uh, I was very good in sports. Yeah. I'm, I'm a national level boxer and a swimmer. Oh, wow. Okay. And I used to be heavily into bodybuilding. So like, yeah. And my sisters hated that physique. I like, it looks ugly and all that <laughs> shit. You know? So, um, yeah. So, I, I because I just wanted to go to beauty school. Yeah. And then my dad said, he kept putting uh, it off. Putting it off. Mm. So, eventually, I left the house in my second year. 
when I was 19, I left the house and I became a waiter because the fastest way to go to London was to go on the ship mm-hmm. uh, and on a cruise liner, yeah. make some money and from there go to London and do my course. Okay, okay. So, so now my dad was like totally pissed off because first he wants to be a hairdresser and now he's going to become a waiter. So it's like, you know, and my dad's like an engineer, okay? So, so yeah, we never spoke for two years. And then eventually when I actually spoke to him, my sisters like said, at least wish him and you know. Yeah. And he had organized everything for me for Vidal Sassoon. Oh, wow. Yeah, so he spoke to my aunts over there. He organized everything. Spoke to me after two years. Like I, I actually spoke to him. And uh, he said, uh, you know, I'm happy. If you want to really do this, then I'm going to support you all the way. Huh. And, and that's all I wanted. Yeah. But he passed away five, five days later. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh sorry. <laughs> That's yeah. But at yeah. least you had that conversation yeah, it, first. Exactly. So and then from there I started DJing. Yeah. I just got into like a depression for not depression but you know. Yeah. And uh, I started DJing. So from DJing I, I DJed for one year and I decided should I just do hairdressing. So I joined a salon as a helper. So I would sweep and swab and you know, just do everything. And uh, the nights I used to go and DJ. So, and then I would catch people and to come in the mornings or, you know, directly <laughs> after parting. I tell my boss, I'm going to clean early, go give someone a haircut, wash, blow, dry. That's the only way I could practice or train, right? Oh, wow. So, yeah, so that's how I started. And eventually, after about six months, my boss is like, you know, uh, I think it's better if you pay and do a course. Hmm. And, uh, you know, you work, do your housekeeping work and you kind of work together. So. Yeah, that's where it actually started. Um, how do you think you came across the big opportunities? Because you've done really well. You've worked with a lot of like. What do you think like was that opened like the bigger opportunities for you? Uh, the bigger opportunities were uh, when I got into the industry. Was a time when uh, Schwarzkopf, L'Oreal uh, were actually entering into the market. Okay, and. Uh, they, uh, the Salon International London, they used to have these uh, competitions in India, like across Asia and all that stuff. And they would have this competition once a year. And it was 97 and uh, my boss was like, no, no, you know, you're too young. You're just like five months into the industry and you can't, uh, you can't participate in a competition <clears throat> because you don't know how to cut air properly. Like yeah. you don't know, you know, you're not trained. Yeah. You just do whatever you comes in your head. So for me, the problem was, the good thing was, I could look at you, mm. I knew what I want to do for you, but I did not know how to do it. Yeah, you the know, techniques. The techniques. So yeah. even for my sisters, I would go with my sisters, with their friends, to the hairdressers, tell the hairdressers what to do. You know, show them four or five different references, cut the back like this, cut the front like this. So, you know, you knew how to kind of put it together. Yeah. And uh, so, so that is how... Uh, that was my perception of hairdressing, of how I would do it. But uh, so once I did the course, uh, it started making sense to me. Yeah. Of, you know, how uh, you're kind of falling, how it's falling into place. And uh, yeah, so, but she refused to let me take part in the competition. So Schwarzkopf had a competition and uh, they, it was like a color competition. Mm. So I called all of my cousin and a friend of mine and uh, I gave her shine lines. I remember seeing shine lines. 
It was a color competition. Okay. So I took the help of a senior, did yeah. the shine lines, and uh, it was the World Cup, I think, in '98. So I kind of put his, uh, turned his head into a football, you know, so men's hairdressing, made it into a football and all that. Oh, part. cool. Yeah, and, and I got <laughs> first and second place. It was like really good. Yeah. You know, and uh, then the, the following year was Salo International, and she said, refused to let me participate in it. So she said, if you want, you need to pay your own money and participate. So I did, uh, I did that. I took part in uh, three categories, men's hairdressing, women's hairdressing. Went to Salon International. That would have cost you a lot of money, though. No, no, no. So th- that was in India. They used to have the Salon International. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, like Christopher Mann. Yeah. He and the, the winners of uh, four winners from Salon International. Yeah would come down to judge the competition. Okay, okay. Yeah, so this happened at the World Trade Center yeah, over yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and this is back in 97, 90, so 97 was the first year, 98 was the second year. So in 1999, uh, eventually my boss kind of gives in and she's like, you know what, Sav, if you want to participate, you're on your own. And uh, I did, and I participated, and I won the men's hairdress of the year. I won the women's hairdress of the year. And I got the third place for uh, fantasy, wild and wacky. They used to call it wild and wacky, where the hair was like... So I had the millennium woman, you know? Yeah. I created the whole 2000 on the head and all that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, and over there it was like, you take part in the competition. Yeah. If you finished your category, you come back to work, you know? Yeah, You're yeah, not yeah. hanging around over there. Yeah. So that's how I kind of... So I won that. Yeah. And I, before going, I told my bosses, if I win, what? So they're like, what do you want? So I said, I, I need a pair of uh, Joel scissors and I want to go for Salon International, London. Yeah. So <laughs> so they were like, uh, okay. There were two ladies, Nalini and Yasmin. So they were like, uh, okay, fine. And I won. So they, <laughs> they sent me to London. So I went for Salon International. That's when I went to Tony and Guy because for me, Anthony Muscolo was everything. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I had to go to Tony and Guy first, though yeah. I love Vidal Sassoon. And uh, that was my, that was my first exposure to uh, international training. Yeah. You know, yeah. So, so there was, I was always watching their cassettes because India still had not, uh, we were still in a beauty parlor barbering phase. Yeah. It had not gotten so perfect. Though the place I was working for, we had a lot of celebrities coming in. Yeah. So th- when Salon International happened, this this part of the story is a little bit crucial because everything actually happened here. Yeah. To kind the change. of everything, you know. Yeah. At the same time, L'Oreal had a color competition. The first time they had a color competition, and uh, so I helped my team. The Salon put it together, and we had like a bunch of like a, there were twenty seven girls working with me were like brilliant hairdressers, you know, working in the industry, celebrities coming to them. And I never, I usually get to assist and work on the celebrities. Yeah. And everyone had this permed hair, you know, scrunch and perm, scrunch and perm, the big hair. And if anyone had colored or like bleached on the ends. So, so I've gone to London, I've come back, I'm watching. I used to sus- subscribe for hairdressers journal then. Mm. So I used to pay my boss the money. So I used to collect money for my tips. Because my mom stopped giving my dad died, so my mom stopped giving me money. You're on your own. <laughs> you know? So 
So I would I would get those books and so you know exactly. So for me, when I won the awards with Salon International, and it wasn't random judges, made sense because these were guys who won internationally. Mm-hmm. They've now come to India. So for the Schwarzkopf guys, this guy is way ahead of his time. Mm-hmm. You know, he's doing colors which everyone's doing some some stuff. I mean, they did their own bit. Salon International, everyone was blow drying hair and. is very you know the mullet the blow dried mullet yeah 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 yeah, yeah 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 so uh and for me i i was spiking hair gelling mm-hmm. hair i was using gel i wasn't using spray you know i was using the clipper i wasn't doing this whole sizzover comb or whatever stuff so these guys i got like really good points mm-hmm. because all the guys the judges who were there the british judges were like wow you know like you know you've kind of nailed it like because it was different what was happening i knew it was different yeah and uh, so cut to uh i'm deviating you know what i'm saying no it's good no, it's no. good no so, no so so you know what ha huh? so then comes a the l'oreal award the l'oreal thing is there i'm helping of my entire team i said let's just participate they are like i mean we are working with the who's who in the industry and they're like no 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 anyway i encouraged everyone people took part i got a photographer organized Today is a pretty. He's a big famous actor, actually. His name is Baman Irani. So I I called him because he was a client's friend. He was a struggling theatre actor, mm-hmm. and a struggling photographer. So you know, someone said, you know, Sam, I know this guy. He's good, you know, and he'll do it for free. I'm like, you know, free, fifteen <laughs> models. Come on, you know. I said we'll give him free haircuts and all that stuff. Yeah. So he came. The whole day we kind of prepared uh, the models, and. Uh, we shot in the salon i got the permit my my bosses were like okay you know what this guy wants to get it done let's get it done and uh, the girls were okay charged now because he's won three awards and we they all participated with me yeah so you know it's like okay let's not fuck with this guy so you know so it's like okay so we've done that then when it was about 8:30 and uh, got dark he never had too many lights with him so i was like really upset because then he's like you know i think it's better if you come to my studio and shoot the So I'm like, and here now we finished all the girls. I'm left with my model, a little bit upset. Anyway, we go back to the studio. We're pretty far off. Uh, click the photographs, mm. do all that part of it. And I done like a graduated bob. And then I had this uh, Ukrainian friend of mine, you know, and she she was like had really nice. I'll, I'll show you the pictures actually. And I did a nice long forward graduation for her. You know, kept her hair subtle. and uh, so these two both these girls were there did the looks because one was short one was long tried mm-hmm. my stunts my bosses said you pay the money for your entries i said okay <laughs> you know <laughs> it was always about money pay for it. Said, okay <laughs> so we we paid this so uh, took the photographs then the entries go to l'oreal top 8 are announced <clears throat> seven from our salon and one another sub another girl from somewhere else And this was like a lot of hairdressers participated. They had marketed it really well, and my name never featured anywhere. So <clears throat> I went into depression. I was like, "Fuck, this thing is all rigged." Then I was like blaming the photographer. I said, "Because of him, he took me to the studio. <laughs> you know, those lights have messed it up. This, this, this." And I was so upset. So you have to understand. You know, whatever I've done, I've always tried to be the best at it. Yeah. So when I was in st- I was bad in studies, so I failed in a lot of schools. My mother put me in a lot of schools, good schools, the best actually, 
because she thought the teachers couldn't teach me. <laughs> Much later in life, you realize, okay, you know what? He's, he's dyslexic. He's got. This. But okay. by back then, nobody really knew what no. the problem was, right? Yeah. You're just a dumb fuck, like you know this guy. Yeah. He can't study. You know, so, so, uh, <clears throat> so sports. Like I was the best in swimming, the best in so for Maharashtra. Ye wo. When I joined the Taj, I won the best junior weighter, the trainee weight of the year. and i've got a certificate with the md mr ratan tata i got that picture okay then there was an international bartender who came in none of the bartenders want to train with him so this is sabevali assistant for 5 months because he wants he supposed to be training people for the all india bartending competition i assisted him uh, the seniors thought he was oh what is he going to teach us but eventually i won that because he trained me yeah. flipping making cocktail tap it's all about showmanship right <laughs> yeah. and making the right mix as well so got that then when i was a dj i won the war of the dj's yeah so <laughs> so imagine when i lose the l'oreal thing i don't even feature in the top 8 i'm like depressed so anyway that happens i never went to work and i cried and i'm a very bad loser so like you know i cried 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 you know <clears throat> eventually my boss was like you know sab at least come for the finale you know you know it doesn't look good and they, of course she put this she and my mom sat me down you know as a man you know you got to be brave and yeah. you can't be this and can't be that or whatever so like anyway i went for it which i hated going for because you know your name's not going to yeah. come up yeah. right so and then you can see all the bitches over yeah. there like someone's going to win over there you know I'm like So, so you've to sit and watch it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like, so, a week later, uh, we get a call from the L'Oreal office. They tell my boss to get me and come along. So we we go to the office, and that time the the whole the international team was taking care of of uh, L'Oreal, right? So this guy Paul Willey, and he's like, you know what, your pictures caught our eye. and has got the eyes of the international directors uh and they he's like you know they saw you never made it to the yeah the competition or whatever stuff but uh, can we uh we need the the rights for the pictures and uh, my boss was like okay and they said like you know what we need him to travel with those looks and she's like you know he's just like a year and a half in the industry so where is he going to travel So she's like, they're like, no, you know, we've got a contract for him. So Daya color, the colors. Yeah. When they launched it in India, that was the first educational book which was launched. So I'll I'll show you some pictures of it I've got, and it featured me, Savi Jo, Savi Pereira of Nalini and Yasmin, one whole thing. Yeah. And both my looks on that book. Wow. And that book went to every salon. I mean, every big salon. and l'oreal took me to all the cities to train people of how i achieved those looks amazing you know so one was a short haircut and yeah. one was a long haircut which was ideal at that time and uh, yeah the rest is history so you know it's like i traveled and then during that time what i used to do as a trainee hairdresser i would go to all these airline offices <clears throat> and uh, fashion houses or whatever stuff and i used to give them my card and i would give them like a 50% discount If you come to me, I'm going to give you a fifty percent discount because I was competing with twenty six girls, right? Mm-hmm. So by the time I got a haircut, would be like on a Friday or Saturday when it was really busy. 
in the evening when everyone was going home and like okay okay they can give him that haircut to do yeah. or throughout the week you're just doing washes and blow dries and assisting or whatever and i would do free work for everyone i just wanted to learn to learn you know you just want to want your hands to kind of move so so when th- that happened so i used to give all these airlines so all the airline people knew me okay that in the airport wasn't not too many airlines but virgin atlantic ye british airways and all that stuff so if you catch all of one girl she'll get 10 of her friends you know what i'm saying yeah. and you get five friends i'm going to do it free for you so like you can people dude you know so if you if, if five of them put in money yeah. like if it would actually be like one person's color you know one proper price i just yeah. wanted the product amount you know yeah. and you get a hang around with good looking chicks right <laughs> so so uh <clears throat> but see that's something that works in our industry mm. you know what i'm saying yeah yeah is how they say money attracts money yeah women attract women you know what i'm saying yeah yeah you that's know? true and good looking women attract a lot of women yeah so uh <laughs> so uh Uh, so, so that happens uh, l'oreal does the first international trip where they're taking everyone abroad and uh, i'd already told my friends at british airways like you know guys i'm going to be flying and those are the days when you could get upgraded easy easy you know what i'm yeah, saying yeah, they yeah, were yeah. just like okay it's full and they like your face and they put you on over yeah. there and uh, yeah so i was with sanjay datta lata mohan you know all the they they were like the main people then in the industry they still are of course now they've scaled up to the next levels so everyone's like kind of gone into economy and suddenly they're like excuse me sir you know and like i'm like i don't even have my own salon everyone knows he's like a stylist in nalini and yasmin he just got lucky with a l'oreal book and now they're taking him for free you know his face is on that l'oreal book and so, so there was a big hue uh, and cry like why is he you know mm. given and they're like we don't know he's he organizes himself <laughs> yeah until today what i should do is all my airport people now so when you go in big groups and all i'll ensure that there's someone to pick me up do all that part of it so you know you're not standing in lines and yeah yeah you use all that stuff over there but anyway so all that happened that's when i met all these people and then they realized okay he's not such a bad boy yeah. he's a nice boy and then they started inviting me to calcutta chennai delhi when they were going to scale up yeah. to open up i mean to train their salons yeah. to come and do trainings in their salons and that's where that relationship began and uh, i took part in asia pacific i used to take part in a lot of competitions so in 98 99 lot of competitions 99 i realized <clears throat> uh if i need my work to be seen it was for me it was more about being the greatest hairdresser ever yeah. okay I want to be a Vidasa soon. I want to be a Trevor Sobi. I want to be an Anthony Muscolo. You know what I'm saying? That's what it is. You know, I I I don't want to be Nicky Clark. Yeah. I I love him. I love him, but I that's not my vision. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I want to influence the industry. Yeah. I want to you know, that that's that's what you want. Yeah. And these are the guys who've kind of done it, you know what I'm saying? On a creative level. So you you want the money, but you definitely kind of there's a different trip here. Yeah. Each hairdresser, Charles Worthington's got his own part of it. And see, for us, we were following London and UK because that's the hairdressing hub, right? The yeah. Hairdressers, that's it for us. Whoever's over there. So, 
then I started doing a lot of trainings and as luck has it, I'm like, shit, you know, I need to get into Bollywood because that's where the influence is because people see it on the big screen. All these girls are busy because people see their work on the big screen mm-hmm. and come and say, oh, you know what? I need a haircut Anna because she did so-and-so look for so-and-so actress. So the, comp- the award really doesn't make sense. Yeah. So much. it makes sense for the salon. Yeah as a whole but as an individual not so much yeah it's just that initial glory that is there so i i still have this young girl coming and getting her hair blowed right and she's like oh you know what sab i'm going to take part in miss india i'm going to win miss india and then i'm going to win miss universe i'm like yeah, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know all right yeah yeah damn. you dream baby <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah you know damn good okay fine you know whatever and she would come every four days get her hair and long hair and all and she won miss india wow she went on to win Miss World. That was Priyanka Chopra. Really? Yeah. So Priyanka and me were great friends, okay? So she kept pushing me because I wanted to, I should take part in competitions. I want to be the best. She wants to be the best, you know? And uh, yeah, she did it. And then we started kind of working together. And she was like, you know what, if I get, if I get to do a movie, then we'll, we'll start changing the look. I'm like, okay, fine. And that's what you really need, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It needs something to be like a game changer. Yeah. And it wasn't happening. But then for the first initial two, three movies, it of course tanked. And uh, she uh, had to just keep it long. Yeah. And there's another actress, Shilpa Shetty. So Shilpa Shetty, she, uh, she used to have this burnt, uh, what do you call it? Frizzy perm. You know, it looked disgusting, okay? <laughs> So I just got to the salad, hey, you know, my movie's not, I'm like, dude, hair like this, the movie's never going to do well. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, so and, and uh, in 99, I started working with a lot of photographers because then I was trying to capture my images. So I was learning photography and I had to learn, I wanted, I had to learn lighting mm-hmm. because today you can work a lot on post-production. Earlier, back in the day, if it was in daylight, your hair would look different. You came indoors, white light, yellow light, you know, so color kind of always looked different and you needed to blend in highlights or color in such a way that it could kind of work by with like maybe a 10, 20% up and down. Mm. And again, because Indian hair is long and thick, women did not want to uh, layer it too much. You had to kind of create texture and movement the way you weaved your hair. Mm. how colors were placed, how they were weaved. You know what I'm saying? What yeah. are the tones to kind of make sure it goes well with the skin? So all that kind of, you know, working with photographers. And that's when everyone was like in this, things were just changing in India. Mm. So, you know, there's a lot of experimentation happening. Yeah. You know, uh, young directors wanted an individual look for a, a movie star, how you had it abroad. Okay. Got, uh, before 2000, before 1999, every actor would have the same look in every movie. And he would, if he was an army officer, or if he was a playboy, he would still have that long hair. You know, like, you're in the army, dude. Army, that's me buzzed, right? You got me roaming around the whole year, like, all that shit used to happen. So, so, uh, so yeah, so her hair was the first person I, so when I went to Salon International, the first tool I bought for myself was an iron, those big fat irons. Yeah. So I came back because everyone had a diffuser. I had my iron. 
Okay, sometimes I'm going to bring in the millennium with my iron. Everyone can scrunch. I'm going to be like ironing the hair out. Because that's what, that's what was happening in, in London then, right? Yeah. Everyone was kind of... Oh, yeah, GHD. Yeah, GHD was yeah. like crazy. Yeah. You know, so I've got my iron down. And now I'm like, yeah, come you bitches. <laughs> <laughs> and I started ironing. So out of this 30 people who would walk out every hour, 29 would walk out with the scrunch, mine would walk out with straight hair. Mm. And people would be like, you know what, we want him to cut hair. And then, you know, watching these guys and on stage, you know. So I had time to pass, right? And then again, like, all that. All that you made the, it look special. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so women love that part of it, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And you have four or five women sitting over there like, we want that guy to. And I would like kind of pump my thing, you know, keep my t-shirt so my chest open. Wear those short shirts and all, you know, like, like, yeah. <laughs> and then you had those awards as well. Yeah. But I think Priyanka, Shilpa, and then the media started picking it up. And I started making profound statements, okay? Because I, I saw what's happening in London. I see what's being written in India. You know what? And we're like, like fucking 15 years behind. Mm. So the hairdressers who are talking are talking about bullshit. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Oh, this, that. I'm like, no. Yeah. The world is here. It's not there. Back in your salon where you've not even, yeah, you know, yeah, gone see. beyond. Yeah. Exactly. So you start making these statements. But once you make statements, you've got to back it up. Back it up, right? So I said, guys, these good-looking chicks, get photographs done. I had friends in the in this Bombay Times. How you had the Bombay Times or the yeah. Delhi Times. Earlier, you had the Bombay Times. And those girls wanted content. Okay? And I would say, you know what? So once the celebrities walked in or whatever stuff, I'm going to be blow-drying her hair. Come on. And they, you know, can you, and they would be more than happy, you know, take a picture. Yeah. They'd come on page three, Savio Pereira. And my boss never understood the power of that. Yeah. I'm like, you know, people are coming, seeing Savio Pereira of Nagni and Yasmin. It's huge. Just do some free stuff for these girls. She's like, no, 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 no. So I said, cut hair for all the journalists. Today they're like editors of big magazines and big publications. And uh, she would cut the money for my, you know what I'm saying? Really? Yeah. Even though it was advertised in her salon yeah, as but well. Nobody understood that, right? Yeah. You know? So all that happens. Cut short. Priyanka's now doing her movies. Shilpa suddenly come into the limelight. Oh my God, who's changed her look? Mm. Who's this guy? Now magazines are picking it up. Mm. Suddenly magazines started focusing a lot on hair hairdressers oh he's won awards yeah wow. you know what i'm saying yeah oh l'oreal this international company has featured him somewhere and i, I i'm a big show off you know what i'm saying yeah to make sure people know yeah whatever it was i made, made on my counter put all those paper snippets or whatever stuff so yeah i think that's when it it kind of uh the journey began directors started speaking to me cdc so i started working on movies because now you know you're going to make money eventually, but you first got to create a name for yourself. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, and, and you're trying to fight so many people who have been ruling the industry and they're still stuck in time. They've not evolved, mm. but they're there. And they've they become these godfathers like, you know, but hairdressing. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, they put all these stupid statements. So anyway, so you need to change it. You know, people are going to hate you for a lot of, you know, and that's something which a lot of people are not ready for. To, yeah, it's for, difficult. Yeah, to be disliked. Yeah, yeah. How can you say this? 
and like all the girls were like you know oh now he's just showing off because he can weave so well and people would come the models actresses so now people who were coming if you were going to one of my colleagues in the salon the director was coming and saying you know what no we need savio to do the hair you know what i'm saying we need him to do the hair and then you're seeing it on screen and then magazines are picking it up because now this is trending mm-hmm. you know and now we have you suddenly come close to the west we're actually aping the west on a very close basis you know what i'm saying yeah. because people are again traveling yeah. we were doing a lot of international shoots then so a lot of international locations lots of shoots were happening in london so i spent a lot of time in london then you know okay. so i knew to travel the world movies now is going to pay you well and you're going to get get to see the world yeah and uh, yeah so this next 3 4 years i was traveling like crazy working on movies uh priyanka started experimenting with her hair so she went short we did a, we went completely red for her. and all this was being picked up and then you could actually see it. so you go out into the streets in in 6 7 months and you can see people now actually wearing those looks they're wearing the priyanka look Yeah. They're wearing the Shilpa Shetty red highlights. You know what I'm saying? And this is your looks. And you these are all my looks. So <laughs> I got all. I've got like a such a big storeroom filled with magazines. Vogue, Film Fair. You name the magazines because everyone was picking me up. Yeah. But uh, though I was doing something for the masses mm. as a hairdresser, uh, you still want to be on top, right? Mm. You know, you still want to be this classy, this stylish. Oh my God! You know what I'm saying? you know so commercially so winning awards as winning a lot of awards movies started doing well uh movie magazines uh were, that was our instagram at that time so you know where people were looking at that or the bombay times yeah. okay you now who's this young guy who's coming and now changing it directors want to work with you photographers want to work with you so every top model any girl getting into the industry is like you got to get your hair first layered by savio Yeah. because he knows how to layer long hair he knows how to create movement and he knows how to highlight hair so those things suddenly became my core expertise you know what i'm saying yeah you know, yeah long hair and color highlighting understanding color skin tones and all that stuff so that's 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 pretty much where that happened then schwarzkopf signed me on in 2002 as a brand ambassador and l'oreal wanted to sign me on but l'oreal they are great friends mm. but for some reason uh on a creative level i could never relate to l'oreal okay okay yeah you know and i couldn't relate to vela either i could only relate to schwarzkopf uh and if you look at schwarzkopf you know whatever tyler johnson or whatever has been created have always been commercially viable looks which become global trends eventually You know what I'm saying, but nobody really sees that. So when essential looks is released, we've already we've already doing haircuts which are going to happen two years or three years in in the future. So in 2004, when I was given this thing for uh, the blue sky, where you come up with trends, what you think could be a future trend, you come up with the reference pictures, okay? And uh, I I was in Goa. I was on the beaches of Goa. and there were a lot of uh, foreigners you know beautiful girls like you you know and yeah so you know you you kind of you know they've got the sunburned hair the colors kind of worn out you know on on the beaches of goa you know they've come in for holidays yeah. 
they've got a nice tan, the colors kind of washed out. And I was clicking photographs of these really gorgeous women. Then I was on the bo- uh, streets of Bombay and you know, we have uh, the, the street urchins, you know, yeah. these young girls who, who walk the streets. And what happens over there is they put a lot of oil in their hair and then they're out in the sun begging the whole day, right? Yeah. So the, su- the hair gets bleached on the ends, right? It all kind of gets sun bleached, yeah. gets burnt. So it's a very similar thing. Mm. So here you have these Gora chicks yeah. on the beaches of Goa who've got the sunburnt hair which has grown out. And then you have these other girls. So I, I kept it. And I was so much into photography then, hanging with these guys, did a photography course and all that stuff. You know, and uh, I, I created a collection and I took it along with me when yeah. I went to Germany. Okay, that is in 2004. 2007, the balayage is really. Released. And that, that was an inspiration. So, the, of course, not just me, there were a lot of other hairdressers. So, there was a Brazilian hairdresser mm. who had this. So, you know, a lot of people, it was catching, hairdressers were seeing it. But you couldn't put it together. Yeah. And I guess then once it all comes into a pool and suddenly you see, oh, there's a lot of similarity with these three or four people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and it was nice that the Germans actually said, you know, like, Sav, you, you're instrumental in being a part of this. You know, yeah. On, on global trends, because when it goes in for global trends, lots of stuff comes in. You know, you're always looking out for inputs. And people were looking at India seriously then because uh, fashion from our side was a big thing. We were doing a lot of movies. Uh, I mean, most of the global destinations, Indian movies were doing Bollywood, suddenly Bollywood yeah. was happening. Yeah. You know, you had the sari prints and all the shoppers and Ghagra Choli and all that nonsense started happening at that point. So, yeah, so, so it's when that inspiration starts coming in. So, but in 2004, I caught hold of two more actresses by then. Okay. But now it's like, uh, these guys just pay me money to come on a movie shoot to do close-ups. So any close-up that is happening, because that is what was selling for India, right? Mm-hmm. You were selling the makeup, you were selling your lips, lipsticks, your eyeliner, your hair color, your hairstyle. So that was your main selling look. The song yeah. and you're singing, you know? And then the hair had to be perfect or whatever yeah. stuff. So all the actresses wanted Sav has to be there. So these guys, the directors would pay me ridiculous amounts, okay? Ridiculous, like like crazy. And uh, yeah, that was the beginning. So the, you had actresses who had you on their speed dial. You're walking in the red carpet. I walked with uh, Priyanka Chopra, with wow. uh, Neha Dupia. So you know, then it's suddenly there's a very different life that yeah. you're, you know, kind of. Uh, and it's funny because like. It's small little things, but suddenly it changes. Completely. And like, it's like one minute you're like in this shade and then suddenly you're out in the sunlight. But it's all the little things because like, you know, like you were saying, the crew, the journalists, you know, all of those little things you were doing like for half price, for free, all of that, that all assisted and helped you becoming, you know, as also the actors and all of those kind of stuff. But it's interesting because we forget, like we say, okay, 
we want to be the best but you have to really give it everything, everything like you know networking putting out your passion working for free all of that that's the only way to build success true yeah so now you're going for british hairdressing award yes yes so that, that i think that is because I've, I've taken part in hair world asia pacific so a lot of global awards but you know in, in this whole uh, journey of bollywood I opened up salons, yeah. got into partnerships, and I realized I'm not a great businessman. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so so I gave up everything. And then in 2008, uh, I'd finished with my contract with uh, Schwarzkopf as well. So with Schwarzkopf, I was traveling all across doing education with Najib, who is like the most respected guy, okay? Like it was like, people used to wonder like, how does he travel with a guy like Sar? They were like this maniac and this really <laughs> thorough gentleman, you know what I'm saying? Like two, opposite sides of like completely opposite but and everything needs to be valid because and Schwarzkopf kept him like you know keep this beast under control you know what I'm saying <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like go party and all but for my stage shows I would be there before time I knew my stage I knew I should be prepared completely so it wasn't like you know he's gone out partying he's drinking he's yeah. done his shit and he d lands up late so those were two different things. The professionalism always was there. Yeah. You show up before time. Yeah. You show up completely ready. You know what I'm saying? There's no compromise to that. Yeah. There's no excuse to that part of it. Yeah. And even today I tell people, you know, you can be extremely talented, yeah. but you're not disciplined, you're fuck off. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Let's not, don't waste people's time. Yeah, exactly. People are coming in for a certain reason. You've got to respect that. Yeah. And the day you don't respect it. Yeah. And you know, working with movie stars, and you see people, stars who are still respected even till today, are the guys who are disciplined, man. Yeah. However old, Amitabh Bachchan, whoever you name these big guys, any any big, and I, I've worked with like some of the most amazing people, you know, but they're so disciplined. Yeah. And time and respecting another person's time is like... The key, the key, yeah. absolutely. Like your time is the one thing you yeah. can never get back. Use it wisely. And, and the Brits, you know, uh, like the European used to love me because they're like you're not a fucking Indian you know what I'm saying <laughs> because you party hard but you're there before time yeah. and I would never wait you know for the bus to come or the car to pick me up if I not reach somewhere I'll get up and I'll reach over there yeah. go and wait outside if I have to but that's it you know so so everyone realized okay you know then when I shut my salons that's when L'Oreal approached me and they like you know Sab, sign up and you won't believe it. When I was a brand ambassador for Schwarzkopf, I would go for Vela events and I would go for L'Oreal events and I would sit on the main table. And hairdressers would be like, you know, he's not a part of this. You know what I'm saying? And he still sits in the front. Because I'm Savi John Pereira. So in my head, I'm Savi. I'm a hairdresser who's out there trying to educate hairdressers. That's it. You've got a common goal. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's not L'Oreal. It's not Vela. This, and these guys... You know, they serenade you, right? All the companies, when they want to sign you up. You've got Bollywood. You've got international stuff. Then I quit everything. I was going through a bad shit, bad phase. Again, this is phase number two. So, uh, shut all of it, give it to my partner, finished all my movie projects, and I went. I was supposed to travel, go and visit all my Schwarzkopf brand ambassador friends across Europe and Southeast Asia. But the L'Oreal guy said, Sab, we will help you work in the best salons. Wherever you want, you'll be based in Paris. So I went to Paris. And uh, from there, I worked at uh, Koi Fierst, 
from Kaifiest. I came, then I, I went to Milan. I worked at Aldo Capolo. So whichever the best salons. And the thing is, you know how it is, Anna. Any country, the first one or two weeks is great. Yeah. After that is work. Yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So you, you've got to catch a bus. You've got to go to work. Yeah. You've got your colleagues to deal with. You've got your clients to deal with or whatever stuff. But yeah, the experience was nice. Mm. I worked in Milan for some time, did some shows, did fashion shows, worked for some designers, got fed up. Then I went to uh, Spain Then I was in Barcelona for some time, spent about six to eight weeks over there, went to Madrid. Madrid was too slow for me, came back to Barcelona, went to Amsterdam. Amsterdam was like the turning point for me because uh, there was this guy, uh, Vincent, who used to work for this salon called Rob Pitum. They had about five salons then. And uh, he took me for the pub, uh, Playboy Publishers party. And uh, it was on three decks, and we had to get the Playboy bunnies ready. We we're going to be shooting the next day. And uh, like I've done glamour shoots, yeah. but with one or two girls at the most, you know? So it's. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So, and I loved, yeah, I loved Amsterdam because the people are nice, the English, I, you know, work there. They kept traveling all across, got fed up, and then I eventually came to London. Then I was with Errol Douglas, and in London in 97, no, 2007, Shilpa Shetty won Big Brother. Oh, yeah. She was the first Indian to win Big Brother, right? And when she left India, the same day, just before I could leave, then she left. No, no. I left after she left. Yeah. She, her movies were tanking, and she like, Sam, like, it's fucked, you know, I'm just going to go, whatever stuff. And she was on top of a game and then suddenly her movie started flopping or whatever. Now she's gone to London, she won that and she suddenly became this huge, you know, everyone knew Shilpa Shetty was. So when I went to London and I want to like with my big fat camera, Canon camera, whatever stuff like, you know, I want to meet Errol Douglas, I want to meet this guy, that guy and all that. Suddenly everyone wanted to meet me, we want to meet Shilpa Shetty's hairdresser, <laughs> <laughs> like, you know. And yeah, so then suddenly I got popular over there. Luckily that worked out well. Then did some work. I was there for about three months and I went down to New York from there. Then I decided to do some work for L'Oreal. Mm -hmm. I said, I'll do shows for y'all, but I won't sign up as a brand ambassador. So, and uh, in between when I'd taken a two year break, one year break I'd worked with Bella. So I'd worked with Bella as a brand ambassador and uh, then came back to Schwarzkopf, then Schwarzkopf was done. Then I did L'Oreal for two years and uh, they asked me to launch Matrix for them in India. So, and during the recession in 2008, uh, Matrix did very, very well mm. because it was a well-priced product. It was a good product, you know, and so whichever countries in Europe I traveled to, you know, Matrix was suddenly picking up and 2008 was like a crazy year, right? Yeah. You know, yeah. so... Uh, so all that happened, came back, and then people in India were like, fuck, for one, Sav's like stupid because he, at the peak of his career, he suddenly like kind of gives up everything, yeah. leaves the country, you know? And it's crazy, right? Because you're working with so many famous people, you're doing movie and all that yeah. stuff, and he just, it's not for me. Uh, yeah, I came back, I launched uh, Matrix in India, and, uh, I signed up with Ball at the same time, Ball Clippers. Yeah. So I signed up with Ball as their brand ambassador. I signed up with Denman Brushes as their brand ambassador. I signed up with Jaguar for, as their brand ambassador. And I just wanted these global names on my 
CV. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Yeah. So currently, when I went to London last year, I got to know that I'm the only hairdresser in the world who's been a brand ambassador for all the biggest global brands yeah. on this planet. I've been a brand ambassador to them all. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's like, uh, you know. <laughs> And, and the good part of it, it spans over 25 years, right? 24 yeah, years. Yeah, yeah, so you yeah. don't look like one. No. Like, you know, <laughs> he keeps fucking jumping, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, so that happened. Uh, Evidence said Sav's down the dumps. I came back. Uh, I freelanced with a few of my friends. No, I went to New York. Then I was in New York for some time. From there, I went to Australia. I was in Sydney and Melbourne, but I like Sydney better. Then I came down to Southeast Asia. And uh, I was in Singapore. I went to Malaysia. And I was in Indonesia, but you know, didn't enjoy it too much. Those countries are nice, but they're not too experimental. Not too much to learn either. Mm. Business-wise, yeah, you can learn a lot, but not on a creative side. Mm. And I decided, Mera Bharat Mahan, and I came back to India. Yeah. And uh, started freelancing, and I decided that's when I decided I'm, no partnerships. I'm going to do it on my own. And uh, I had to go through my own personal shit, you know. So I remember my daughter on her birthday when she spoke to me, she was small and she's like, when are you coming back home? You know, you've not yeah. come for such a long time. I'm like, okay. So suddenly something hits, like, Tuck. And came back, then of course, I started working things out on the personal level, professional level. And I couldn't care a damn what people say. Yeah. I never really bothered about that. You get back to work. I got this really, my salon's like really beautiful, you know. So, got this place, started off, and uh, yeah, in 2012, 2011, my drinking problem started. So, I'm a recovering alcoholic and a drug, I mean, uh, uh, drugs and alcohol, so I'm a recovering addict basically. It's been eight years now that I've been clean. Wow. Yeah, so, so that's when, because when I was abroad, the day drinking has started, you know, oh, you're doing yeah. fashion shows, you're doing this and... And you feel like you're on holiday. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. So you always... And when I came back, I'm like, oh, you know what? It would be so and so... I, I started making, oh, in London, it would be so and so time. Or if I was in Paris, it was the... Uh, <laughs> you know, you're trying to make excuses. An excuse, yeah. yeah. And by then the industry had like, oh, you know, he's, he's stupid or whatever. I won the GQ award. I won the Vogue hairdresser of the year. That was the only award I always wanted. You know, because on a commercial aspect to be applauded and that if Vogue does it for you, yeah. I've done covers for them, I've done so much of work for them, but I wanted that award, you know. Yeah, Vogue is huge. Yeah, but I don't remember it. because <laughs> Really? Yeah, because those are the two years, 2012, 2013, I was in blackout, where I was just drinking, so I had no clue, so I don't remember it at all. And uh, so anyone, if I met you in those two years... And I don't remember y'all. I'm really sorry. <laughs> so, yeah. So, you know, it's like in the true sense in those, uh, what certain things, you know, you wish you learned. I mean, this is for people who are listening to it is, you know, we are not equipped for everything. No. We are human. I, I, I found my way through, you know, but how to deal with fame was something completely new to me. Mm. You know, so you hang around with famous people, you party with famous people, you have access to everything. Like, you know, like uh, 10 years back, 
Indian hairdressing. I was like the bad boy of Indian hairdressing. Okay. Yeah. Then I was like fucking sex, drugs, and rock and roll. That's fucking savvy. You know what I'm saying? That's it. That that's it. You know. So it, it's just that kind of. Uh, and I was just living the life. I couldn't care a damn. Yeah. I want cars. I want this. I want that. Oh, whatever stuff. So, but we're not trained for it. Yeah. You know, and you realize over the period of time that you can be a great artist, but there's so much of a balance that you need with everything in your life. Yeah. You know, and you need the right mentors. You need people to guide you the right way. Yeah. You know, it's not as rosy as it seems. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So it's 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 a journey by itself. And you need a lot of reserve. Yeah. Like your body needs to be in good shape. You need to be clear headed. Like at all times. I think that's like being like building your own brand, your own business. You have to be on it. And if you're like hungover or you're not getting up or you're you know all of this kind of stuff it's so easy to slip away like yeah. it it and it is very hard to keep especially for you when you were like hanging with these people that were for them it's fine do you know they can do that but you had to be on it the whole time Correct. yeah so what made you like realize okay that's it seven stints in rehab <laughs> really <laughs> and yeah i think but by then by 2014 the doctors gave me like about six months maximum. They're like his liver's on cirrhosis, on borderline cirrhosis. And I used to drink two bottles a day. Smoke, all the possible white powder. So yeah, it was just like like an animal basically. So yeah, I think it's, it's God's grace. It's mm. your family, your friends. Yeah. You know, suddenly you, you, you keep realizing in this journey of life, who's with you and who's not. Yeah. You know, and the first time I saw it around, the second time, you really see it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. There are, so, so, till last year, you won't believe it. I, I, I was in this phase of gratitude, where if you came and if you were someone who I knew had supported me at some given point, I should just do free work for everyone. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I'll say, come and just do some shoots for me. Just do it. Fine, let's just do it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then I've got a business partner now who's like, you know, Sav, 2022, you do what you want. Whoever you want to finish off with, people's videos, this, that, mm. whatever you do, all that. He said, let's get to business in 2023. You know? Yeah. It's time you kind of put a full stop over there and say thank you. You can't be thanking people all your life. You will in whatever other ways. But if you're running a business, then you need to now kind of get back on track. And over you there. need to put a value on your time. Exactly. Like, because it's a, it's a type of self-respect yeah. where you go, actually, because even when I used to have the clinic and doing services, I'd be like, oh, I'll do this person for cheaper. Oh, I'll do this. And it's just, it's not respect for yourself. It's yeah. like, actually, I should have enough respect to go, okay, like, you know, I'm grateful for everything, but this is like my time. It's worth money. Yeah. So I, it's, yeah, it's a different way but, of looking. Yeah. You know what? It's very, that's very important, but you have to know how to play it as well. Yeah. You know, that's the trick of the trade, you know, like for me, my haircuts are pay as you like. Yeah. So you can pay whatever you want. You know what I'm saying? So when people used to walk into the salon, when I opened up my own Savio John Pell salon, Savio's haircuts is pay as you like. Yeah. So earlier you would, you would actually get people paying 50 rupees and 100 rupees. Really? Yeah. To see like, you know, are these guys and the managers would say, thank you so much. Really? Yeah. You know, I'm like, they can leave one rupee, mm. but y'all will not kind of act as, oh my God, you know, how mm. can she leave one rupee? He spent three hours on her hair. I said, don't. And yes, of course, filtered over the years. And the thing is now people pay way more than yeah. 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so it's yeah. like... It balances out. It balances so out, yeah. <laughs> and then people eventually move, gravitate towards your your hairstyle as well in the salon. Yeah. I've got a great team. They've been with me ever since I came to India and I started this. So my core team has been with me from the beginning, seen me through this madness of mine to, again, resurrecting myself, yeah. you know. And uh, yeah, so it's... Yeah, it's, it's good. It's pretty, so what's the future then? The future is scaling up. So yeah. we are, we've, we've opened up three new salons and I waited for a long time, you know, to kind of, uh, I think I was just enjoying myself so much, just enjoying the whole journey. They yeah. say, you know, life's a journey, enjoy the trip. So I've been doing that. But now I think it's, I decided in my 50s, I'm going to scale up the business. So next year I turn 50. So I'm going to go <laughs> next month to the mountains. I'm going to meditate for a couple of weeks, come back. And uh, yeah, we have, we have, we've got projects happening in Delhi. We've got a project in Delhi. We've got a project in Bangalore. We've got a project in uh, Hyderabad. So these are three out of the, out of Bombay projects. And uh, these we're doing it by ourselves. So it's not a franchise or anything. Yeah. And uh, I'm opening up, a, I've been working on the project of an international uh, educational academy. Okay, so that's a long that's a story by itself, which I'll sit with you arms and I'll tell you, you know what I'm saying? But it's an interesting one because uh, earlier for people like us, if we kind of excelled or we were salon owners, we got opportunity to go and train abroad because, you know, you could afford to do it or someone paid you for it. But there are so many other hairdressers who are so talented, but don't get that exposure to, you know, you can't just be training in your salon. You need to get out. You yeah. need to go to a nice location. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And Goa is something which kind of offers all that. It offers you a little bit of a holiday. Yeah. There's relaxation. There's some training. You know, so it's a mix of everything. And uh, most of the big uh, players have kind of bought into it. The color companies and all that stuff. Where it becomes, uh, where they can use it. It's, it's a beautiful destination as well. The location that I've got. Amazing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. So that's, that's going Another to be Another thing. That's that that's going to be interesting. Yeah. For sure. And that's what you always said from the start is like you want to teach other people. You want to inspire the industry. You want to be and education does that. Like, you know, it puts you in front of all these people yeah. and give them that information that you know. So, yeah. It'll suit you. <laughs> no, because it's it's through this whole yeah. mishmash that I've uh, of what I've been doing with my life. Of course, I have no regrets. But you realize, you know, in our profession, it comes down to education. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And if you want to do something for people, then you've got to educate them yeah. in whatever way. You know what I'm saying? Either technically or personally or whatever stuff. But that is yeah. is key. You know, it is key. Yeah. If you really want to give back, to say, oh, you know what? I want to do something for my industry, then teach people. Yeah. yeah. Don't oh. talk. Go yeah. and do something about it. You know what yeah. I'm saying? 100%. 100%. Yeah. So that's it. And I've got my product line, which is going to be launched soon. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So that's coming. I'm starting with the curl range first. Okay. And because curls are going to be the next big... Th- Again, I'm making a profound statement. <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, curls... Next year, curls is going to be big. Yeah. I, we're going to see the trend kind of... It's already begun internationally. Mm. But we're going to see it kind of... Now, the surge happening, say, from October, November onwards. You know, when the festive season starts. We're going to start seeing that. And I think by 2025, it'll start touching its 
peak. Peak, yeah. So, so do you think? Do you think like bounce like tight curls? Tight curls, loose really? curls, yeah. Curl products, curls are going to start trending quite a bit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's going to start trending. Curl products are going to be trending. Uh, curl accessories are going to start trending. Yeah. You know, curl hair care is going to start trending quite a bit. So that's going to be a huge, huge market. Yeah. You know, so that's that's something which we're looking forward to. So I just want to catch that, catch the wave now in time only. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. Okay. Well, thank you so much for all of that and being so open. And it was really, really interesting. So thank you for coming and doing this. Thank you. Thank you for having me and getting no this.